Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8th, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, they are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Renee Ramos. In proof, murder at the warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Renee's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building. And how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee, by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. Arrived, the they found the telephone and electricity line. Weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of murder. Sometimes a killer's legal proceedings are more infamous than his crimes. On September 11th, 1978, a man was killed whose legal case became a key piece of information that all law students read about in their textbooks. So if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Robert Francis Garrow Sr., born March 4, 1936, was the son of French-Canadian parents living in Danamora, New York. His father was known as a violent disciplinarian, who regularly beat his children with whatever was on hand, including bricks. The police were called a number of times to the Garros' home to break up fights between Robert and his father. Behind closed doors, Robert had a long history of various sexual deviances. He had a number of sexual dysfunctions and paraphilias and was known to have sexual intercourse with farm animals he worked with, as well as masturbating with the milking machines. He joined the U.S. Air Force, but after just a year, 
was court-martialed for stealing money from a superior officer and sent to serve six months at a military prison in Florida. Once he was released in 1957, he went back to New York, got married, and had a son, but none of this seemed to change his crash course with danger. He was fired from a number of jobs for theft, was involved in an abusive relationship with a man he referred to as a sadist, and was arrested for rape in 1961 and served seven years in prison. Once he was released, he continued raping females, many of which were young children. He was arrested in the summer of 1973 for luring away and raping two prepubescent girls from an ice cream truck, and while on parole waiting for his trial, jumped bail and began his life as a fugitive. In July of 1973, Robert, now 38, was charged with the murder of 18-year-old Philip Dombluski. Philip had been murdered on July 29th while camping in the Adirondacks. He had been found tied to a tree and stabbed to death. Three of his friends were also ambushed, but were able to escape their attacks, leading police to his abandoned car and then Robert himself. A manhunt for the murderer began, and 11 days after he was initially charged, Robert Garrow was cornered in the woods about 60 miles from the murder scene, shot in the foot, arm, and back by police, and taken into custody. While receiving treatment in Plattsburgh, New York, Robert claimed that, due to the shooting, he was now paralyzed. His doctors didn't believe the claims, but that didn't stop Robert from suing the state of New York for $10 million, stating that the doctors were negligent in his treatment. He agreed to drop the suit if they transferred him to a medium security prison where he continued to claim paralysis. Now in a more mild prison, Robert made moves to prep for his upcoming murder trial. He hired a man named Hank H. Armani, who then recruited his friend and experienced criminal defense attorney, Francis Belge. Once employed, Robert Garrow had something interesting to tell his lawyers. He claimed that, while he was being tried for the murder of Philip Dombluski, he was not Robert's only victim. On July 11th, just days before his court date and weeks before Philip was killed, Robert raped and murdered a 16-year-old girl named Alicia Hawk in Syracuse and buried her between his home and the local university. Police had no clue Alicia had been murdered and Robert was even seen by his parole officer near the university and was warned to keep out of trouble. He, as we know, had skipped out on his trial and began his life as a fugitive. Just three days later, Robert murdered Daniel Porter and his girlfriend Susan Petz in Weaverton. Daniel's body was found six days later, but Susan was never found. With his story now finished, Robert drew a diagram showing where Susan was buried and handed it to his lawyers. The men decided they needed to confirm if their client was telling the truth, and they went to go find Susan. They followed the map and found her body in an air shaft of an old coal mine, and later found the body of Alicia Hawk as well. The lawyers photographed the remains, even moving one of the dismembered pieces to include it in the photo, and later destroyed the photos, the records of the conversations, and the diagram. Frank Armani and Francis Belge told no one about their discovery, and the families of both girls, still believing they may be alive, continued to search and mourn their loss. The men then used the information they uncovered before the trial to propose a plea bargain, that he would provide families with the information if he could be sent to a mental hospital instead of a prison. The prosecutor refused. He pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity, 
but the jury denied his plea and found him guilty of second-degree murder. He was sentenced to 25 years to life. Their bodies were discovered five months after Robert's initial confession by total accident. He began his sentence on July 2, 1974, but due to his alleged paralysis, was moved to an elderly and handicapped unit. While he sat in a medium-security prison, his lawyers were facing public harassment due to their decision to keep the information about his other victims private. Both were faced with criminal and ethical proceedings, but after arguing that they were bound by the duty of confidentiality and attorney-client privilege, both walked away absolved of any wrongdoings. Their case, referred to as the Buried Bodies case, became an important case in legal ethics and is taught in most law schools. It is still a hotly debated topic to this day. Robert Garrow, who by 1978 fully convinced everyone he was paralyzed, escaped from prison on September 8th armed with a 32 caliber pistol his son snuck him in a bucket of chicken. He was able to scale the 15-foot fence and, left in his empty cell, was a hit list that contained the names of both of his lawyers. Frank Armani was able to give authorities advice on where Robert would hide, and on September 11, 1978, police found him in a wooded area near the prison, concealed in the bush and leaves. When he began shooting at pursuers, he was shot three times by corrections officers and killed on the spot. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on September 12th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Today's episode is sponsored by Podcorn. I recently started using Podcorn as a way to earn some extra money while still doing what I love, creating this podcast and putting it out there for you guys to listen to for free. It's how I've been finding episode sponsors and great companies to work with. So, if you are a fellow podcaster, listen up. Podcorn is a marketplace where you can find and connect with some amazing sponsorship opportunities, such as host-read ads, like this one, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. The best part? There's no middleman. No matter how big or small your podcast is, you can find the right fit for you. And something that I personally love is that you submit the proposals. So you always work with brands you enjoy and feel passionate about. You set your own rates and collaborate with the brand directly, ensuring you maintain creative freedom and full control. You never have to give up the rights to your podcast and its contents. And if there's ever a problem, Podcorn is there to support and help you every step of the way. You can feel safe with your creative baby. So, if this sounds like a great opportunity for you, and it should, click the link in my show notes and start browsing all the brands in the Podcorn Marketplace.